This is Josh Placer from Game Wisdom. This is part two of my discussion with the developer of Alder's Blood. This cast is beginning already in progress as we talk about the design of the game, tactical gameplay, as well as its Kickstarter. Um, so I think with that, again, like we talk more generally, we'll be here like who knows how long, but um, we are... We're going to be hitting two hours soon on the cast, so I do want to spend at least a few more minutes on the Kickstarter, and then I think we'll wrap things up. But again, Michael, it's been a pleasure talking with you again. My afternoon, you're probably almost like past midnight. and No, it's not that, not that late. It's like 10 p.m. So. Okay. By the way, if you're free in the future, we can always have you back on for another uh, tactical strategy yeah, chat. Yeah, you know, if, if you want, then you know, I'd, be, I'd be more than happy. <laughs> All right, but with that, uh, let's move on and talk a little bit more about the Kickstarter and kind of the general development of it. And for the people watching us live right now, if you have any questions regarding the Kickstarter of Alder's Blood, uh, please get them in now. And I'll give a last call for questions probably in like the next 10 or so minutes, but we'll see. So... Um, for those of you who join late, Alder's Blood is currently on Kickstarter right now. You guys have officially, uh, let's see, where is it, 13 days left as of the time of the stream. And you did pass, just as we were about to start, the $10,000 mark for the campaign. Mm -hmm. So congratulations on that one. Thank but, you. Thank you. Um, in terms of the Kickstarter, I know like, looking it up, you guys did attempt another Kickstarter for Alder's Blood last year, and yeah. now you're doing it a second time, and this is one of those topics that I think a lot of people don't really uh, talk, talk about in terms of Kickstarter, but uh, what kind of led to you canceling the Kickstarter, the first one, and I guess what did you learn from that to relaunch a Kickstarter, I guess, uh, what was it, uh, 17 days ago? Uh, first of all, we had too high expectations, you know, mm -hmm. what we can achieve. We wanted to get to raise way more money and Kickstarter changed, you know, in, and mm -hmm. you cannot get this much right now. You know, you cannot fund the whole game uh, with Kickstarter only video game, you know. Mm -hmm. There are some, some big failures and people are more... Mm, careful about this. I, I totally understand this. You know, it's not mm -hmm. that, you know, I'm salty about this or anything like that. I, I get it. I get it. Uh, so that's that's one thing. Another thing is was this uh, visual presentation of the game. Mm -hmm. mm, you know, it wasn't the best we could do and we changed this and right now we mm -hmm. can see the results of that. Yeah. Another thing was the presentation of the, the campaign pitch. Uh, you know, the first one was was very, very clumsy it was very all over the place basically you know mm -hmm. a lot of text not enough images you know that could uh, explain easily what the game is about uh, so we you know used all of this experience to relaunch the the kickstarter because okay we have publisher support right uh, but you know the game grew Mm -hmm. When we when we pitched this pitched this to our, our publisher, we didn't want to make this much, <laughs> but you know, like organically, it all started organically. This is like the keyword for this for this podcast mm -hmm. mm. Uh, right now. Uh, it started. We started adding new new stuff. We had ideas, and it started growing and growing and growing. And you know, we are near the end of the the production cycle, and there are some st still some stuff left that could be done better, like cutscenes. You know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they need audio, they need voice acting. You know, we could use uh, you know things like that, and that's why uh, we started this this campaign. You know, to to get this final polish uh, yeah. that that this game could could use, and uh, you know, people could uh, get on board and and. You know, test test this game with us. You know, be the part of this like close community that we could. Um, mm -hmm. You know, this 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 is easier to um, to talk with people that are really interested. You know, other than just put this on early access and and you know, some people will just leave a bad review. You know, because they don't like the game mm. in this state because they maybe don't understand really. You know, how how the process was and what we expect. 
expect, you know, from people that really want to support us at, at this point of, of development, right? Mm -hmm. So we think that, you know, a closed group that is, you know, closer to the project will be will be something that will be better. Um, but, you know, that, that's it. You know, we have some re rewards uh, for, for backers, you know, exclusive stuff, you know, only, only for them. Mm -hmm. uh, so the best way to get them would be to spread the word. It's not necessary to to pledge, you know, like huge amounts of money, uh, but you know, spread spread the word through through Facebook and, and Twitter. We have the social goals there, and we've unlocked the first tier of this. Mm -hmm. And this is a Kickstarter exclusive weapon for everybody. Now this this is something that uh, we'll probably be discussing with the with the backers. Right? What exactly do they want? How this should should work? Maybe we'll have some more experimental design, <laughs> uh, not OP, but you know something something strange. Uh, and we'll see how this works. So there are like exclusive quests in in tier two, which we are very very close. We just need few few Twitter shares and exclusive hunter skin, because you mm -hmm. know there's there's a little bit of customization. Of course, not as uh, you know, Grant and, and and nice as in XCOM 2, for example. But <laughs> you have Hunter skins. It's not in 3D. In 2D, it's a little bit harder to do. Yeah. Mm, but there are still some. Mm. So so that's that's the goal. You know, to give the game this this final polish, this final push, so it will be as good as it deserves mm -hmm. right, to be. And I think one thing that's very interesting, as you were describing, Michael, I was looking at the first Kickstarter for Alder's Blood, so I'm watching like some of the cutscenes and the animations in that one. And one of the big things is that, uh, like with the second game, with with the second Kickstarter, the one that's on now, like as you were mm -hmm. saying earlier, that the character models aren't as like detailed as they were in the first one. But the game, I think, has a cleaner look to it in this yeah. iteration than it did in the first one. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, before that, it was uh, it was like we were drawing assets, but not not necessarily next to each other. And mm -hmm. you can take a look. You know, this game didn't look very well in on screenshots back then. Mm -hmm. It was like, and we also used this blur effect. Not blur, but it's bloom. No, yeah, it's bloom effect. For whatever reason, and everything glows <laughs> strangely, <laughs> and you don't know why it glows. No, it was it was a mess. But you know, it's it was a good prototype, good starting point. Yeah. I think that this failure on the Kickstarter taught us a lot. I think it was like a good, like uh, you know, mm -hmm. a bucket of cold water. You know, to yeah, to take a, like another look in what we're doing. But we are still using all of that. Like, for example, there is a character in the hunter section, the guy in the hood. This is a new hunter skin that I just finished like two weeks ago. So we are using some of this stuff like a concept art, you know, okay. for, for the for the initial for the final final version of the game. So you can expect some of some of this stuff, some of this some of these ideas and uh, go back, you know, to the to the game. Yeah. Uh, now, one thing I want to look at, or I just want to mention, in the mm -hmm. first one, uh, you mentioned, of course, the idea of, like, boss class enemies, the Apostles. Is there still that concept in, like, this iteration of Older's Blood? Mm, no. No, okay. this was one of these mistakes that we've made, because we wanted to make a, a stealth game, and then we introduced bosses, right? So it's it's <laughs> like, uh, like a clash of, of, of ideas. Mm. I don't know, maybe somewhere... Later in the in the development, like an like an update, we want to make some some free updates, you know, like free DLCs, you know, for the game if, if we'll be able. We have some ideas. Maybe we'll find a way to make a boss that could work with stealth mechanics. Maybe something mm -hmm. that would work with terrain. I don't know. I don't have like a solid idea for this right now, and not to make this. Uh, combat heavy you know yeah and like that was the thing about phoenix point that i found very fascinating is that they're going to have procedurally generated quote-unquote boss enemies that can show up on map and even xcom did that with ward chosen but mm -hmm. again again we're comparing things back to xcom here that <laughs> it's one of those very weird kind of elements because as you said like it's a tactical stealth game but let's have a giant boss you have to kill. It's like, wait a minute. Th those two things aren't really working together. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, right now, I'm I'm really trying to explain this to everybody in the team that okay, you have an idea, but you need to process this through mm-hmm. everything that was done so far, and you need to process this through what we want to achieve. Like there was an idea from the team that maybe we we should expand on these resistances uh, system and not make this so so simple. Like either you take damage, no damage, or more damage but make like levels of these resistances. But still, this would push the game towards this idea of combat heavy, right? I need, if I have so many mechanics in this combat, then hey, they are telling me that I should kill these guys, right? Uh, and I, I want to, to avoid this, you know? This game is supposed to be about sneaking around. And if you are forced to kill something, then kill something, right? And be prepared for that. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, most of the time you are not tasked to, to kill, you know, stuff. Yeah. Um, let me see if anything came up. Um, a question from Oscar from earlier. Now, I guess this is actually very interesting because again, you had two Kickstarters for Alder's Blood. How long did you spend, I guess, preparing for the Kickstarter campaign? Few months. Mm-hmm. It's it's not like it was it was done you know yeah instantly we had to make a strategy you know to prepare like uh, social stuff right the yep. marketing strategy f- things like that where we should post what should we post into we had to prepare the trailer uh, things things like that uh, we shared the the draft you know with people before we launched the this campaign no that was that was kind of long process. And the first Kickstarter was rushed. Now you can you can see this. You know, it, it was rushed. We were we were still not as experienced as we are right now. Mm-hmm. You know, this working with the publisher was was a good lesson. You know, to organize the work a little bit more, uh, mm-hmm. have a better understanding of how much time stuff takes. So it equals to how much it will cost, right? And this is the hardest lesson. You know, because this is something that we people don't usually talk about but this this is very important because this is usually be or not mm-hmm. to be for the for the project you know this this yeah. financial stuff and you need to be careful what you what you promise because you may not have money to make this you know oh yeah and no man's sky <coughs> uh-huh. yeah oh goodness yeah again like uh, we could spend who knows how long on like kickstarters as well besides the conversations and yeah, like, as you said there like working on the kickstarter for about three months i think or a little bit more than that like a lot of developers will think i just do i'll prepare my kickstarter campaign over a weekend and that's all we need and then it will just work like that but, like, going back to the Darkest Dungeon, <laughs> they spend at least, like, we want to be kind, at least almost, like, a year preparing for that Kickstarter in terms of social media, uh, doing PR, and actually building the yeah. whole thing. And Yeah, you know, we are building the community for, yeah. for like, two years, probably, right? This, this, oh, is, yeah. this, is, this is a process. This is a process, yeah. You cannot just go in mm-hmm. out of nowhere because nobody, nobody will know you. You won't have oh, yeah. this, this community base that that will be like the spreading, you know, center of uh, of this. Uh, I think people call this like quiet marketing. I guess uh, I'm not an expert on that, but you know, this mm-hmm. like people talking to each other, right, and then spreading the word. And this is probably the best way of getting new people mm-hmm. because this is, you know, if someone tells you that this is something cool, you have this like an idea. Okay, this is good because someone, my friend, told me that you know this is this is nice, so we are more willing to. To be interested in something, something like that, mm-hmm. but yeah, this is a process. You cannot just you know go out out of nowhere because nobody knows you, yeah. and the market is is saturated greatly. There's a lot of this stuff uh, going on all the time, mm, and you need to be aware of that. You know that's that's why Elder's Blood looks how it looks like. You know we can make another XCOM clone, make some sci-fi soldiers, you know, killing some some mm-hmm. aliens. But who will really notice that, right? Or maybe make a classic yeah. fantasy game with elves and dwarves, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't think this this could be could be a success, uh, you know, without like a huge uh, help from marketing department. Mm-hmm. And again, with the power of word of mouth is certainly real. I mean, uh, with Darkest Dungeon, for instance, like I heard from that, I heard that game from one of the forums I visited. If they didn't mm-hmm. make a thread about that, 
I would have not found out Dark Souls Dungeon maybe until like release day. But yeah. again, it's yeah. very hard to know sometimes just exactly. And I've said this all the time, especially with the Patreon, with the YouTube channel, and of course with the Discord that we bring up a lot here, that <laughs> you never know who you're talking to in terms of you know what they're going to enjoy about your work or about you know who they are in terms of spreading word of mouth. You know, one person may tell somebody else who may tell somebody else who, and again, so on and so forth, just as someone yeah, may just yeah. like it and then that's it. But you have to put your best foot out or put your best foot forward when it comes to this marketing side of things. Because as you said, Michael, there are a lot of games being released these days. <laughs> Granted, there's not like, you know, 50 XCOM likes being released, although that would be a dream of mine right there. <laughs> but... There's only so much time in the day that people have to find your work. Yeah, and yeah I need to be aware of that and respect that. You know, when, yeah. Because if someone really gets this, shows you this interest, then mm-hmm. you know, be respectful. You know, be respectful. They they just gave you something that you probably didn't give to other devs, right? Mm-hmm. Throughout your day, because you were tired or anything like that, and it's okay, right? It's okay that you are tired and that you, you maybe don't want <laughs> to, you know, watch a two-hour podcast, you know, about two guys talking about the game that they don't know about them, <laughs> <laughs> and, and 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 that's okay, and that's okay, you know, but. This is something very important. Usually people, when they are starting, they calculate the costs, you know, the time and everything for the mm-hmm. development only. And they forget about, you know, spreading the word. And you don't have to spend so much money on that, you know, especially when you're developing the game. You just use Twitter. You know, Twitter is, is really good, you know, for starting, you know, the mm-hmm. building the community. You can easily just use this, 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 uh, no, no. <laughs> Hashtags, right? And, mm. and you can you can slowly build, uh, you know, some some community around you, or just you know, get to know people mm. from the industry. You know, for me, this is the main source of information about new stuff that that I might be interested in. I you know, I've found a lot of games that I enjoyed uh, through Twitter. You know, before they were released, like Wargroove, for example. I I, yeah. I was aware of that game in a way before it was uh, like. Uh, <coughs> No, advertised yeah, more more extensively. Pathway, I really enjoyed Pathway. I know that a lot of people were upset about this game, but I think that wasn't oh, fair. Yeah. You know, with the devs. That's another game. That's another like forty minute discussion that I would like to have about that <laughs> game. And I gotta be careful here because we're about hit two hours and. I, we could easily just keep going if we're not careful with these <laughs> discussions there. But yeah. Yeah, like, when it comes to, like, the Kickstarter side of things, it is, like, I've spoken to other developers about this. It does become a part of your project. Like, it's not something you can just, you know, shirk off to somebody else or, again, wait till the last minute. You are designing a game, and you're also designing a Kickstarter at the same time. And if you don't treat it like that, it's just not going to work out for you. Yes, yes, yes. This is this. All of this is a process, you know. Yes. I need to start as soon as possible. As soon as you have something good to show, don't be don't be ashamed that this is not as good as it could be. It never will be. You're not at the end of this journey. You don't have a finished product. Mm-hmm. It won't be a finished product. But there's there's a lot of people who like to see the progress yeah. right being made, and and this is for them. Right, mm-hmm. this is for them. And people like to see the fact that you have work done. Like it's not mm-hmm. you just saying, I have this amazing game and there's no screenshots, videos, or anything of it. It's just, yeah, it's in my head this whole time. Give me fifty thousand dollars. It, it doesn't work <laughs> like that anymore. No, no, no. No, it, it shouldn't work no. like that. <laughs> and it shouldn't work like that. You need to have something, you know, even when you and you're looking for investors, you know, mm-hmm. they are expecting to have something like a, um, like a prototype at least, right? Yeah. At least a prototype. And, and this is something that, that you should be aware because the game in your ga- in your head and the game on your computer, mm-hmm. these are two different games, yes. you know. And sometimes uh, strange things happen, you know, you're like consciousness your your you know imaginations can skew the camera angles for example you know <laughs> uh, the strange things that can happen in your in your head that just won't work they just won't work yeah and this is something that i've learned when i was studying art 
and a lot of times when I was wanted to to talk with my professor professor about something that I wasn't sure about, uh, a lot of times there was this one and the same answer. Uh, show me, mm-hmm. right? Don't don't talk about it. Just just show us, and then we'll and then we'll talk, right? Because we yeah. need to see, right? This is a piece of art, and you know the same with with video games. This is a visual art, right? Mm-hmm. You need to see, you need to know, and mm-hmm. it's even more complicated because you know there's this gameplay, right? Mm-hmm. Experience that you need to make sure it's right and it's fluid, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. And like with like mechanics again, the fact that video games are built on layers of abstraction that just because something seems like it works and it's balanced perfectly in your head doesn't mean that it's going to do the same thing on the computer, and yeah. It's very important. I think you said this earlier in terms of trying to figure out what concepts or mechanics you want for Alder's Blood, that you have ideas in your head, but if you can't properly you know, explain that to someone, if you can't put that to code, then it makes no sense to really uh, you know, get stuck on them because if you can't make it, you can't make it. Like It's not like a case of you trying to... You're not going to in the eleventh hour design a brand new game system for your for your design. Sometimes it's even trickier because you can make something and it mm-hmm. works, but people don't understand how it works. Yeah, and you're not gonna give them like a sixty-page instruction manual, right, for a video game because you know people. This is not a board game, right? When this is like written into the. To the game, right? This is this is tabletop. This is uh, medium like that, and you need to read the instruction manual, right, to to know how to play this. This is a video game. Everybody expects that this will explain to me how it plays. And if the game cannot explain to you how it works, then you have a problem. You designed this poorly, right? Mm-hmm. And you need to change this. And we found ourselves in this situation with movement systems. We had like I don't know, like throughout all of the project, there was like probably I don't know five iterations. Of the of the movement system alone, and just two two months ago there was also a different iteration, and we we went through like three of them, mm-hmm. and just and just right now we are sure that this is how it should work. You know, people are mm-hmm. uh, you know okay with that. The people people like it, but it it's it's a process, you know, and you need to show this to to people. You know, you need to be yeah. careful who you show this to. Unfortunately, <laughs> mm-hmm. this is not as easy. There is always this. Uh, there's always this question: Should I make a demo? You know, and maybe some people will be will be asking, "Why don't we have a demo here?" Mm-hmm. Uh, because, as we said, you know, market is saturated. People don't have that much mm-hmm. uh, attention spam right now, and sometimes it's like, "Okay, I played this enough, right? I forget about it. I will play this." Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you know, especially with Kickstarters, you will have something like take demo, right? The presentation and this presentation won't be of the quality of the finished product, right? And not not everybody will get this, right? Not yeah. everybody will get this. Like not everybody is able to to like understand what a sketch is. They'll just the say that this sucks, you know, why is this game not done? Or one of my favorite complaints was someone saying, like, on an early access game, this game went on early access too early. And it's like... Yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so there is always this this problem, and, and we decided to not get this demo, because mm-hmm. sometimes a day of work can make a huge difference. Yeah. You know, because you just found out that this weapon is overpowered and you need to, you know, change this. The And this seriously can be a day of work with, you know, playing around with numbers and the statistics of, of all this stuff. And it makes a new game. But you you need time and usually don't have enough time. And we just decided that it would be better for us to, to just wait a little bit, you know, and show it to a closer group of people who will be more uh, understanding. You know mm-hmm. of the process and and polish this that way so the people who who will play this and expect you know the highest quality will get this highest quality possible. Mm-hmm. Right? And going back, you were just saying in terms of like iterating on systems and you know trying to settle on what you want them to be in the game. That's another big point, especially when you're developing a game like this. That once you've settled on okay, I want my movement system to be like this. 
then that kind of becomes locked in in terms of your core gameplay. Because like we were saying like in the first part of this cast, you can't design a movement system and then, you know, 8% of the way done your game say, well, let's change it to something else. I'm sure it won't affect anything else in our title. Because yeah, I've yeah. seen games on Early Access that have done just that, that every two steps forward they took, they said, oh, let's redesign this they go three steps back, and then all that work is wasted, but now we have to adjust all our other systems. But then we then change it another time, and it just gets into this endless cycle of development, and it can sink a lot of very high-concept games like that. <laughs> yeah, Cassie's what I do here. He, he heard the design, like he wanted to get in. Uh. He has his own ideas, you know, for mm-hmm. others. There should be more cats in the game, right? Uh-huh. Every character should have a pet cat that gives, like, plus five health when they have them equipped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, this is this is all true that you're saying. But I, uh, and what I, not but, uh, what I think, what, what causes this is that not everything has someone like director mm-hmm. you know and, and you've seen this sometimes uh, like with from software games that miyazaki is game director right or, or uh, kojima is this director and some people mm-hmm. may like read this like this is i don't know their their vanity showing right i'm mm-hmm. the director like film director no no someone like this is really needed it's re- you need someone they call someone sometimes they call them creative directors mm-hmm. mm. This is the guy that is responsible for keeping the game on track. People will have ideas. Uh, A lot of these ideas will be bad ideas that need someone who will look on this whole puzzle, right? Uh, This jigsaw and will say, okay, this doesn't fit, right? It it won't work with with this this design, with this uh, route that we chose in the in the mm-hmm. beginning right and these bosses in the in the previous kickstarter are a great example of that right mm-hmm. i had to learn this right i had to learn this the hard way by failing a kickstarter right yeah. and this was this was a lesson needed i think and right now i'm you know i have this achievement unlocked right now and mm-hmm. <laughs> i can i can move forward and i think that right now i can make games more mm-hmm. in a in a like more uh, I know the better way. Well, I I won't. I stop looking for this word that I'm missing right now. <laughs> but I know what I mean, right? Uh, this is, this is more, uh, I think, conscious, you know, process right now for me. Yeah. And it's important, as you said, like to have somebody who ha- you know is keeping track of what's going on in this game. And if we start ta- again, like each one of these topics we're like bring up, it's like. 40 minutes to an hour, like, long. As uh, Shark is probably, like, can attest to that in terms of the conversations we've had about design. But there's always that line of listening to ideas, getting them down, but in the same vein, understanding what you can and can't do. Uh, yeah. The example you said earlier in terms of having, like, not only taking the resistance system, but then expanding to, like, different tiers of resistances and things like that. Like, on one hand, that can sound like a very great idea. But on the other hand, if it's not something that can be easily implemented, it's going to take away time from, you know, more, you know, critical elements of your game, then you guy have to be that person who says, we can't do this right now. Even if it's something that everyone likes, if it basically clashes with the rest of your development, you can't necessarily, you know, throw everything away on an idea. Yeah, that's why I think a lot of people in game dev doesn't like the the last third of mm-hmm. the development cycle. We have this one third, the second third. Mm-hmm. This is the time when you can say, "Okay, we can do this later." Yeah, right. We we can do this later, but then you have this last thirty uh, yeah. percent of the of this time, and and there is this question: Okay, what do we cut? Yeah. what we want to do, right? And sometimes this could be very beneficial for the game. And a great example of that is Into the Bridge, mm-hmm. when these guys made like a whole ex-commish time type of this meta game, like in between missions. Mm-hmm. And they decided that 
it doesn't fit, right? We need mm -hmm. to cut this out and they count like 50% of the game. Mm -hmm. And I think that they've made a good decision. You know, I think that they've made the right decision because right now we are focusing on what's the best in the game mm -hmm. and we don't have this, uh, this stuff that wasn't really needed there. Yeah. And we also had a lot of ideas, you know, for others that we cut away, like these bosses, they, they didn't fit, they were they were just bad. We had this research that, did, you know, it was like, uh, sometimes there are also stuff that you will have to spend a lot of time to, to develop them, and people won't be really excited about them, mm -hmm. you know, because this is like given in the genre, you know. Mm -hmm. And don't forget, of course, about, as I'm sure everybody watching is well aware, you know, like the last 10 to 15% of your game where the polish and the refinement comes into play yeah. as well. And like, like, like when it comes to game development, this is when, you know, things become solidified. As you were just saying, like, we're past that point where you can say, this is a great idea, let's add this in. Or, you know, this could be an amazing thing, let's change our game. It's basically... No, we can't do this anymore. Like, you know, yeah. this game is eighty percent done. Like, we can't add anything more. Like, and it's tough for a lot of people, both in game dev and outside of it, to understand that. That at some point, even if something could be better for your game, you have to say no, or that game will never get finished. Or it may start getting that case of let's add this, but now let's add this system, and all of a sudden, this very clean, very polished idea becomes this jumbled mess of mechanics and nobody has any idea what's going on anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sharky says that players yeah. don't uh, doesn't you know, players don't care how long it takes. Yeah, they shouldn't. Yeah. You know, to be to be completely fair, they shouldn't, you know, they are the 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 customers, right? They they want to have a good good product and, and that's fair. And you know, this is just you know talking about the insights of develop development and we as developers need to be aware of that and mm -hmm. uh, and stick to the vision. You know, right now I can I can just you know tell this everybody like a mantra. Yeah, if you have an idea, if you if you have a vision, and I'm not talking like let's make a tactical game, but let's make a game that you know feels like that. You know, you need to have a specific vision. <laughs> uh, of course, there's there should be room uh, for improvements, but. You know, let's make a strategy game that's that's not a vision, that's not even a game idea, right? Mm -hmm. This this is this can be anything. This can be an anno, or this can be a total war, right? Mm -hmm. Completely different different games. Mm. But uh, you know, sticking to this vision, this will save you a lot of time at the end of the, of the project. Yeah. Right, and um, I as a final time check, we're about two two hours fifteen minutes in. I have a few final questions for you regarding the Kickstarter, and then I'll wrap up. But for the people mm -hmm. watching us live right now, this will be officially last call for questions. And as we're going to be ending things before <laughs> more falls asleep here, or Michael, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's getting... No, no, I fall asleep. You know, I just you just got me got me working right now. You know, this mm -hmm. is a very good conversation, and I'm, I'm very glad that you that you, you know, allowed me to be here. You know, this mm -hmm. is really fun. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, a few here like my final questions for you about the Kickstarter that I was just thinking about. Uh, the mm -hmm. first one. Let me pull this back down here. Okay, the first one is about the rewards that you have for the game. Again, for people who are watching, you have you have the obvious stuff, you know, lower price on the game, um, early bird, and, and then you have stuff like, you know, custom skins, your name in the game, stuff like that. Were there any rewards for the Kickstarter that you came up with that, on retrospect, you had to, you know, just cut? Like, they were just too big of an idea to have as a goal. Or, I'm sorry, as a reward. We're not at the goals yet. Mm, yeah, we have to be very careful with them, you know. <laughs> like, for example, you have stuff uh, like that. Uh, some some of these rewards are limited to only few. Like, we have exclusive mm -hmm. weapon. Uh, not not this one. Mm. Mm -hmm. Let me take a look. Like, like, you have a quest or an NPC. Mm -hmm. You know, we had to, like, sit down and and discuss, okay, how many of these can we really make right? yeah. because it, it all takes time if we if you are to design an npc with a, with a backer you know 
there will be an idea. We'll have to work this out with this backer, right? Because you know they may have an idea that will just you know, just want to fit, you mm-hmm. know, with the game, right? We need to be these lore masters, right, and make sure that it will be all in these frames of, the, of yeah. this game. And same with with other stuff like like hunter skins. Okay, how many? Hunter skins can we really make, right? This mm-hmm. takes a lot of time for us because because this is stop motion animation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, there are different ideas. Like as you can see, we completely uh, avoided physical goods. I know that people like like merch, but this this can be you know be this could be the end of the campaign, you know, because shipping costs. Yeah, if you're not if you don't Ooh. properly prepare for physical goods, it's going to kill you in terms of cause and logistics yes then this killed a lot of uh, tabletop kickstarters mm-hmm. you know they didn't really count it in how much the shipping costs mm-hmm. can actually cost and we we didn't want to make the same mistake you are here for the game right you want to have a video game mm-hmm. and all of this stuff you know this just mm-hmm. it's just trash you know they will probably throw away when you move from one place to another <laughs> or something like that mm-hmm. and it, it's fun and all but this is not the goal of the campaign. This is not the goal of you as a backer, right? You want to have a game on Steam or on a GOG or a Switch, right? And, and not, mm-hmm. and not uh, a mug, right? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let me see. And I guess keeping with that, my last question regarding the Kickstarter are the actual stretch goals themselves. So mm-hmm. for those of you watching this right now, you guys have two announced... And a third myst- uh, mystery one. So the first yeah, there goal. Are more. <laughs> I'm sorry. There are more. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but the two you have announced right now. The first one is adding in a new enemy type, and then the second one is kind of expanding on like the persistent layer or the camp layer. In terms of deciding mm-hmm. what you want the stretch goals to be and what to include in them, like what was the conversation that you had with the team about that? Uh, I really liked how the team behind Hollow Knight you know, built the support for the game mm-hmm. later on, right? And this was based, and I started digging, right, how, how it uh, went out. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also have a Kickstarter, and uh, some, at least some of these uh, expansion packs, because they're not like small additions, they're quite big mm-hmm. uh, DLCs, basically, uh, were stretch goals from their, their Kickstarter campaign. And I don't like the idea of paid DLC. I don't buy DLCs myself, so I don't want, you know, my, <laughs> uh, you know, players, right, our players to to be forced to buy something that would, uh, you know, improve, improve on the game. And, you know, these stretch goals are a way for us to make this quicker. Now, we want to make this anyway, right? Mm-hmm. But we are not sure if we'll be able. You know, it's it's all comes down to the sales, right? You know how how the game will sell, and you know, maybe it won't sell, you know, enough for us to justify, you know, the time and resources to to build this, mm-hmm. even if you really want to, right? So this is like, bam, okay, it will be no matter what, and this will be for free. Mm. Mm-hmm. So there are some smaller ones like the enemy. You know, enemies uh, are not that hard to do. So you know, we only need a thousand, right? Beyond our initial goal to get to get to that. So you know, the roster will be more um, varied, right? We have more of this stuff to mm-hmm. take a look at and, and be aware of. And then we have some some bigger stuff. So you know, the next one is seventeen. So it's like uh, four more from from the first one because it's no, it's bigger, right? It's bigger. It is this this as you said. Increases the amount of stuff you can do between in between missions. Uh, some of these some of these ideas are taken from the first Kickstarter. They are still valid, of course, in different uh, in different different uh, form, but the the ideas are pretty much the same. Mm. We have designed for that. It's not that we have a vague idea of what we want to do. This is designed. It's in the game design document. It just waits, you know, for for us to start working on that. Mm. And we have more of these. We have we have more of these uh, that we want to we want to include. Uh, 
some of the stuff that are focused more around the darkness and this dark side of things and our hunters getting you know corrupted you know, things like that right <laughs> uh, we have some stuff like completely new areas in the game with their own enemies and different storylines you know that could explain a little bit more about about the world because you know i have a huge document with lore and all of that but no not, not everything gets to the game mm -hmm. right there was no no place to put this there was this storyline that had to be uh, had to be written and uh, well not everything could be you know squeezed there right mm. so yeah so we have some some stuff like that but of course, it will include you know more weapons, different types of weapons in different worlds, types of status effects, more more enemies, more terrain elements, uh, thing, things like that. Mm. But this will be like put into expansion packs, you know, that we want to release yeah. for free. And it's very tough, I'm sure, as you're aware of, in terms of deciding, you know, what elements are are going to be in the main game and what can be saved for DLC or expansions down the line. Because this has certainly been another big nail in the coffin for a lot of Kickstarters, who they'll have like 20 to 30 different stretch goals. And it's not just like simple stuff like, we're going to a new character. It's like, we're going to a brand new game system. We're going to a brand new gameplay. Loop. We're just going to keep adding and adding and adding. And then all of a sudden, your game is now five to ten times bigger than what you originally planned for it to be. And then the other side of things is you could have a game that the basic concept just sounds okay, but then that one stretch goal sounds like it would bring everything together. And then what happens if you don't get to it and then everyone's disappointed? Yeah, that's why we avoided this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, everything that we have here is not like. It's not super grand, you know. It's it's something to give you more to do, but it's not something that should be should be in the base game. What should be in the base game is in the base game. It's not that we will add crafting as a stretch goal, right? This crafting is in the game right now. Mm -hmm. It's working. It's there, and we will be on the launch. It's not that we really need this 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 enemy right uh, we could add this enemy to to put this in some missions so it'll be there will be more interesting or we can make missions that you know just will and this guy will only you know be mm -hmm. in these missions and uh, that's how it will be with this expansions about this new new terrain elements you know we want mm -hmm. to make an expansion about uh, it's like a dried out cove you know, when there used to be a huge port and uh, and the enemies that you see there will be, you know, available only there. You won't see them anywhere else. So it's like a, you know, like a completely taken out cut off part of the game. It's like its own, it has its own story, its own storyline that you may, but that doesn't have to, you know, patch this to, to progress through the, through the main game, something on the side. And all of this stuff is like something on the side. Mm -hmm. Like you travel through the regions and you can scavenge food there. And in this expansion, the first one that we have here visible for the 70,000, mm -hmm. you may fortify regions with something like hideouts. Mm -hmm. Okay, it will give you like passive income of these resources, but it's not something that, of course, it changes balance. It's not something that breaks balance, right? Yeah. It's it's just a, a small, small addition. And, and that's uh, that's how we want to build this these this, this updates. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, Sharky says that they are called stretch goals for, yeah. for no reason. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, that's how they sh should should be should be used. You know, but I think it all comes down to like uh, experience, right? Uh, and I think that's it. I think that's just experience. All right. I think with that, I am just about out questions, or at least those that we can answer in like a few minutes. I guess uh, for you, Michael. Anything else regarding the Kickstarter that we didn't touch on? The game will be available on PC and Switch, no matter what. Mm -hmm. These are our main platforms. We, we've updated the, the campaign with a special graphics at the top of the campaign, so you, so you won't have any misunderstandings <laughs> with that. If we found the, found this, we will be able to bring PS4 and Xbox One version sooner 
we decided with Publisher that we'll do this anyway, but you know the time frame for that is it's still kind of loose, and with this Kickstarter we'll be able to use this sooner. This game has a release window already. It's not that this will be done somewhere, somewhere, sometime, <laughs> and we don't know when. There may be a delay because you know some of the stuff is outsourced. We don't have like for example audio designer in the team we need to outsource this kind of stuff and they they can make this this these delays the game is pretty much ready right now and just after the the kickstarter ends probably in a week or maybe even not that long mm-hmm. the backers with the pledge of uh, 30 dollars or more will get this 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 uh, early access right to to, to mm-hmm. the game so it's not that you have to wait. I don't know how long. Uh, on Kickstarter, you get uh, a discount. Basically, the game will be a little bit more expensive when it comes out. So if you want to get this cheaper by five dollars, then this is the right time to do this. Mm, what else? Uh, the game will be released on Steam on GOG and GOG. Okay, <laughs> don't worry. I know what. You know what I'm talking about. Everybody knows what we are talking mm-hmm. about. No, no. <laughs> Steam, GOG, Switch, right? Uh, For me, the Switch version is very, very important. <laughs> I really like playing on Switch, and so far it looks good. And I think, and we'll make sure that you know it will be nice and easy to play this with a controller, even on PC, All right. if you prefer to. <laughs> and. Uh, Forok asked in chat, I think we may have answered this earlier, but to clarify, how many hours like, do you expect like, the campaign to take? Uh, campaign, uh, probably something around 20 hours, but if you want to like, you know, play through everything, it's it's 40 hours, if not more. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's uh, it grew. <laughs> we were aiming for 20 hours for the whole experience, <laughs> and, and we thought that we have this 20 hours and you have to add uh, more stuff because there, there, are, there are ideas about physical release and you know you need to build this like retail value to get this physical release right so it would be just justifiable mm. but when we did some calculations i think we already have like 40 hours <laughs> of, of, of play time in this game <laughs> all right well, I think with that, we can probably wrap things up. Again, this is a very great cast, Michael, and it definitely sounds like a great concept for a game. No RNG may actually work well for me in a tactical stealth <laughs> game. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so that you will be you know, this much enthusiastic about this after this came out. <laughs> I can only assure you that I will do everything that I can, that this will be... This will be a good game. All right. So I'll enjoy. I think with that, the final question that I have for you before we wrap it up then is, do you have any final thoughts you'd like to say to any fans or people watching? Uh, yeah, I actually have. Uh, first of all, thank you for the support that you showed so far. It's it's really great. You know, it builds, you know, the morale nicely, you know, to see mm-hmm. that these numbers are growing, that you are really liking what you watch what you see because i don't know that we've seen like one negative you know comment on that this is this is great you know this is great it wasn't you know so so fun first time around and right now everybody seems to to like it uh, you know the arts the gameplay mechanics that we that we introduced uh, so thank you and please spread the word you know please spread the word we are only like I don't know. Let let me check. Like something like seventeen percent, you know, to the to the initial goal. Yeah, seventeen percent. Uh, tell your friends. It's it's okay if you don't want to pledge. If you don't pledge, you know, to Kickstarter, like okay, it's, I understand. But maybe someone else, maybe some of your friends will, will like this. Maybe these friends will show it to them friends, right? And it's and this could work like that. Uh, so if you're okay with that, you know, please share the news. It it really means a lot to us at this point mm-hmm. all right yeah and definitely again best of luck and ideally by the time when this cast goes up uh, you guys will hit at least that first goal that would be nice that would be nice <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. So I wouldn't complain. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I think with that, we have certainly kept everybody awake and energized, I think, over the course of this cast. So thank you for <laughs> myself, for everybody who enjoyed this, whether you were watching this live or recorded. Before I do my like social media plug, uh, for you, Michael, do you have any social media you would like to plug for Alder's Blood? Uh, yeah, yeah. The, I think our main channels, like Facebook, Twitter... Mm-hmm. I know. Should I put them somewhere in the chat or something? Like that? Yeah, sure. And I know um, I forget their name who came in earlier. Uh, Zarin, I think mentioned that you have a Discord as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I throw this here. So Facebook, if you like Facebook, if you like Twitter, here's the Twitter. I think these are the the the, the links that you can share. Mm-hmm. These are the links that can that can uh, that will count to the social goals that we have, and we have a link to our Discord here. Okay. Uh, there are some some updates that are you know for Discord like exclusive. Usually they are before they go live on social media. You can catch us pretty much any day. I'm like available whole day there. So if you want to ask me a question, that would be probably the best uh, place to do so. And if you want to chat, we can go to the, to the voice voice channel. You know, if I have time, then mm-hmm. I can uh, talk with you. Yeah, Michael, none of the links went through on the YouTube. I think, I'm not sure if you pasted it there or if YouTube may have blocked them. No, I can see them, but... Hmm. Maybe maybe you to blog them. Um, mm. If you want to send them to me on the uh, Discord side, I'll try and copy and paste them from here. They may like mm-hmm. it because I'm the uh, admin. Okay, so... I know YouTube yeah. is getting a very uh, eye with some of this stuff these days. Okay, so here's the Discord. Alright, let me put that here. Let's and see if it will block me. Uh... <laughs> we'll see. Okay, it went through. Alright, so okay, that and... is... Their Discord. Mm-hmm. And these will be the links to, that you can share on your social media. And this mm-hmm. is for Facebook. And this is for, for Twitter. And I will try, for those of you watching this recorded right now, I'll try and I'll include a link to that in the description down below if you want to get them that way. There we go. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Not a problem. So I think other than that, as I said earlier, Michael, if you're free after, you know, you've relaxed from the Kickstarter, if you'd like to come back on and talk strategy design, we can certainly have another, like, two to three hour long cast. (laughs) Why not? Why not? You know, I really like to talk about games. So, you know, if you you have time and want to, you know, talk with me, then, you know, just just let me know. (laughs) Let me know. All right. I guess it's uh, my turn to do my plugging. So if you want to follow me, I'm on Twitter at GWBicer. We have a Discord channel, as I'm sure a few of you may shockingly be aware of. That's all linked (laughs) down below, as well as our Patreon. Patreon can help uh, keep things going. And I need to actually, uh, speaking about like social goals and whatnot, I need to do more on the Patreon. But that's a discussion for another time. (laughs) For the people watching this live, I'll be back later tonight for our regular game streaming. And for everyone, uh, thank you so much for tuning in and come back for daily discussions on game design here and on game wisdom, where we the art and science of games. And be sure to check out Alder's Blood on Kickstarter. And like I said, best of luck for you guys getting the rest of your funding thanks 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 everybody thank you for having me here it was very fun all right so with that said have a great evening everyone and i will see you all later but until then take care